Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday, December 21st. Yeah, that's right. Today on Texas Rangers with the Boys, we're going to have a special Wednesday episode because last night we had some Christmas commitments. We're going to continue to talk about position players and whether we think they'll do better or worse than fan graphs and baseball reference. Join us today on Texas Rangers with the Boys. To Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are the Boys. My name is Kevin Frazier. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin Lee Frazier and Instagram, same handle. Uh, welcome, everybody, and welcome my co-host, uh, a guy whose beard has not been cut uh, at least in the last 20 years, and a guy who's probably really thinking about breakfast right now more than he is about this show, uh, the 300-pound manual, a.k.a. Bull. Brother, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. It's a uh... It's a little earlier than we normally do the show, so yes, I am thinking about breakfast, but uh, um, I digress from my breakfast talk because oh. no one wants to hear about a grown man eating 40 eggs. <laughs> um, <laughs> 40 uh, eggs. I'm, uh, I'm doing okay, though. We, uh, we had Christmas last night, which is why we didn't have a show yesterday. Yeah. Um we did Christmas at my house last night, and uh, let me tell you, I had a busy day trying to make the house look presentable enough to have people over that know me well enough to know that I'm a slob. <laughs> well, was, I mean, was there was uh, there like dead animals like laying around? No, like, no, just no, no on bones not anymore, and... not anymore. Like okay. I got it all cleaned up. I got all that okay. stuff cleaned. And by cleaned up, I mean I put it in other rooms and closed those okay. doors. You know, Perfect. like. The perfect example of how to clean. Like I take stuff and put it in the garage, and then I, I clean up by nice. by moving stuff. But uh, um, if you wanna you wanna follow me in more tales of me cleaning up the house, you can uh, find me at Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram at Manimal Three Hundred. Um, yeah. The uh, I you know I forget what it's called, but it's called TikTok. There you go. TikTok you go. at Bull Pro, just like the Facebook at Bull Pro, because you got to be able to connect with the eighteen-year-olds and the the older crowd. So that's why I'm on TikTok posting pictures like an old man. Nice. So nice. someday I'll be like even, a you uh, be like, like that dad you know that does like the the wiffle ball bat and does all the dances and stuff. Very cringy. I, I'm not going to be. I'm trying not to be cringy, but uh, at the same time, it's mostly just to promote Texas Rangers with the boys. Okay, okay. What about? And I know there's another, at least one more place because our our main dem. We have like one 18 year old that listens to the show, but our main demographic we found is. Um, oh, it's the 35 to 60. Yeah. yeah. Which so I wouldn't middle. want it anyway, any other way. Those are those are the people that should be relating to us the most because they also follow me oh. at Bull Pro on the Facebook. Ah, uh, but well, how many how many friend requests are you? Do you got like sitting in the waiting right now? Oh, the, how long like, have they been there? I normally try and let it get to like twenty five before I before I start. <laughs> answering some of them so we're probably yeah. sitting at like 17 or 18 right now that All right. are just waiting like can't wait like will 
will he or will he not become my friend? <laughs> so, like, there's a bunch of people, I think, well, I mean, 17 at least, that are like, man, I hope this guy. Bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bunch of, bunch. A small grouping. Some places, well, that's a town. The 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 uh, one of the side important parts of the show has actually become just talking about um, animals, um, social media. So um, if you're a first time listener and you're like, can we get the baseball? Um, I will go ahead and I will interrupt this social media um, banter and I will segue us into. It was an extravaganza, <laughs> though. It was. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Today, what we're talking about right now this week is we're talking about we're going on fan graphs and baseball reference, which are kind of the two places most people go for statistics. I mean, I do ESPN too, but don't hate me. Um, ooh, ooh, gross. Yeah, don't hate me for that. Don't hate me for that. But um, so looking at their projections for 2023 for the Texas Rangers team and, you know, telling you kind of an over under, like, do we think that's around where they'll be or do we think they'll do better? And I think today is super exciting because we have uh, really, I would say, the most exciting arranger uh, right now just because of the unknown, is, and that's Josh Young. Uh, so we'll be talking about him today. We got to uh, talk about third base, shortstop, uh, designated hitters. And I think, I think Corey Seager might be one of the more interesting ones, too, because, I mean, nobody, nobody had hits taken away at 140 feet quite like Seager did. You're right. I think he's another one that it's going to be really interesting. And we, we're going to have to probably see what kind of petitions we have to put in to get some Goldilocks balls uh, out at Ranger Stadium uh, because Corey Seager probably would have 50 home runs uh, if he'd have had a few, if he didn't have so many dead baseballs uh, dying at the, the warning track this year. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know about, I don't know about 50, but I, I, uh, I do think that there could have been a couple of more for, for our buddy, buddy Corey Seager. Well, and we also are going to get into probably the least exciting position um, on the team, and that's the designated hitter. Well, least uh, exciting maybe in the sense of talent, but maybe most exciting in the sense of, like, competition. Yeah, I can agree with that. There's there's a wide name of range of people that are going to be in that slot, but we're not going to cover everybody. We're just going to talk about the ones that are going to probably mostly just be a DH uh, for the Rangers this year. Um, so why don't we jump into um, Josh Young and no, let's start, start at third base. About that. Yeah. Let's start talking about that. I think that's the, the one that again, super interesting. Uh, you know, I think he was finished last year at like a two Oh nine or two Oh eight, five homers, really exciting though, even though he kind of, the, the stats don't say it. If you watch, that's why you got to watch the game. If well, he was game, also up there swinging the bat too. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't out there getting cheated last year in in September while he was playing. I mean, he knew he had he had a hundred plate appearances because what is it, a hundred and thirty, and you lose your your rookie eligibility, and they want Josh Young next year to have a real opportunity at being rookie of the year. And, um, I mean, uh, uh, I think he was getting as many swings as he possibly could at the major league level. And, um, you know, I mean, five home runs and 102 plate appearances, that's not too bad. That's, I mean, that's probably a 25 or 30 home run season 
you know, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta put, you gotta put, uh, you know, some lulls for just the dog days and stuff like that in. But at the end of the day, I think he, um, he could probably be a 25 to 30 home run guy this year. Um, Fangraphs has him at 21, which okay. I don't know. I mean, you know, how many bats know. do they have him at? They have him at 525 plate appearances. They don't have bats on the on what I'm looking at, but 525 plate appearances with a 292 okay. on base and a 422 slug. So they've got him at somewhere around 715 on the uh, uh, ops. And um, you know, I think maybe that on base percentage might be a little bit higher. I think uh, that's kind of based on. Like him taking hacks last year, I think he'll be more disciplined at the plate um, whenever it comes to playing competitive baseball in situations where it matters. Yeah, I look at his uh, minor league and collegiate numbers, and you know, he has a lot better plate discipline than uh, what he showed um, last year. But I, I would say, <clears throat> I would say the projections are very conservative. Uh, at baseball reference, they actually have him only doing half of that. So, like, they only have him at 251 plate appearances. I think he's going to get up there 500 times. So, I'm going to go ahead and double uh, their total statistics. And they had him at, like, nine home runs and 30 RBIs. So, I'm going to guess, like, 18 and 60 uh, with 22 home runs, about 100 hits. I just think – and they got him at, like, uh, 60 – like, 140 – almost 140 strikeouts and only 34 walks. I, I just think he's going to be closer to like that 330, 340 on base percentage, to yeah. be honest. Um, so I, and I don't think, I think his batting average is probably going to, he's going to be, if he hits 250 next year with a 340 uh, on base percentage and somewhere in like the mid fours and slugging, I think that's going to be, what you want to see. Like, I think that would be an okay season. Like for me, for his season to not really be a disappointment, I think that needs to be kind of his floor. Um, I think even the, I think these projections are, are if, if he might, what I'm saying is, is if his splits are what these two sites are projecting, it's going to be a disappointing season for Josh Young. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to have a great first year. I think uh, definitely the first thing that's going to happen is the strikeout percentage is going to come down. I think that'll be the first thing that happens this year, and I think the walk <laughs> percentage will go up because, I mean, when you look at his 21 walk percentage between double mm-hmm. A and triple A, I mean, you're talking somewhere around 8%, and last year it was somewhere around 39 with a 38 percent strikeout rate and he's never struck out at 38 percent rate in his entire career um yeah i feel like when he came back from the injury last year he was he was taking hacks trying to figure out if he was healthy or not and i think that number will come down and i think you know having a little higher number when you make it to the big leagues that's uh that's pretty acceptable just based on you know the talent that you're facing yeah, and if you look at uh, his advanced stats from last year, he was at 32% uh, balls hard hit, which was just under the major league average of 38%. Um, and if you look at also his percentage of, like, pull the opposite field, it was right It was like right on par with 
the rest of the league. So he wasn't, you know, I, I don't think he, I, I like, I'm with you. I'm going to go ahead and agree that I think he just got, he was just up there, like you said, trying to kind of figure some things out. He wasn't going to stand up there and just watch pitches go down the, go down the plate. I think he was going to try to jump on pitchers early, but I think he's going to do a lot better this year. And if I were to give you a solid thing, like I'm going to have to go with like somewhere in like the high two forties, the, you know, the three forty on uh, batting average, three forty something um, in the on base percentage. And then somewhere in the the mid fours and slugging, I'm going to high on him just because I think we, he has to, he has to. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I really think that he's going to be a guy that from the beginning of the year to the end of the year this year, I mean, you're going to see improvements his, like we, like we were talking about a minute ago, you know, his strikeout percentages may be up a little bit in April and May, but I think as the season goes on, he'll, he'll get those under control and get those back down to a good acceptable number, somewhere closer to 25% than 35%. I also think that he's a guy that probably is going to hit somewhere in the mid twos. So, you know, I mean, if that's 235, so be it this year. But I think that the ceiling is probably closer to 275 or 280 and maybe even higher than that because I think at some point in his career he's going to be worth, you know, I mean, three or four wins by by war standard and I think he's going to be a guy that's somewhere around eight and a half on the ops um and and probably somewhere between 100 and 120 on his ops plus which you know just kind of grades out where where how he does everything as far as hitting you know right and and I'll go out on the limb and say I think he's going to be toying with an eight ops next year Period. Yeah, well, I think he may be closer than we think this year. I think yeah, he may be because they're thinking somewhere around seven fifteen, and I'm thinking somewhere around seven fifty. So I mean, it's pretty close. I just think his on base percentage might be a little bit higher than they think it is because I think his uh, walk percentage may be closer to nine percent than maybe six mm-hmm. percent. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's uh, jump into the next guy, Corey Seager. Um, a guy I really think that we should expect big things from this year, especially with the shift uh, being banned. Uh, looking at baseball reference, they've got him at a 265, 337, and a 469, finishing up with an op of 806. Honestly, I think those are like pretty good, pretty good splits. I mean, been pretty consistent with his overall career. I think the average might be a little low. Uh, and I think I where think did overall, they have think, him average? I didn't hear what you said on two, average. For, oh, so 265 average, 337 on base, and 469 uh, slugging with about an 806 ops. I think he's going to be closer to his career splits of 287, 357, 494 with an 851 ops. I, I would, I'm going to bet that he's going to be closer to his career numbers this year. Um, that's just that's my that's yeah, I'm betting I, on that. Uh, Fangraphs has him um, 616 plate appearances, um, 26 home runs, 271 batting average, 346 on base percentage with a 478 slug. So they have him a little bit higher than um, uh, Baseball Reference has him, but I think still maybe just a tad bit low. I don't think that I don't expect. 
to see Corey Seager next year, uh, a fall, you know, I think the, uh, like him falling off last year was maybe a little bit to do with, with the team's production at the end of the year, as much as his. And, you know, I mean, you fire the manager in the middle of the season, you ain't exactly, you know, making a run in September. So I I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I can't say for certain that it did or it didn't, but I don't expect, I think it's going to be more closer to his career, 357, 494, than the the 317, 455 of last year. And I think Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, nobody lost more hits to the ship this year than Corey Seager. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, he had five or six balls taken away that were hit at 109 miles an hour and uh, and that would have been hits at any other time. Um, He also had some home runs taken, a home run or two taken away this past year by guys that, you know, those dudes aren't in the outfield. Those are home runs. So that, you know, goes to that WRC plus that kind of like, you know, ups him a little bit more than maybe what, uh, you know, actually is happening. But I think he's probably closer to the guy that he's been in the past. And, I mean, even last year he was still an all-star with with uh, his down numbers. So I think he'll be closer to a top five um, shortstop again this year in the league. And, you know, I mean, another shortstop just went off the board last night that won't be playing shortstop anymore. So... Interesting, interesting. That would be Carlos Correa, correct? You told me this morning you went to the Mets. Yeah, I think he's going to yeah, gonna play some third base at the uh, with the Mets next year, right? I mean, I think Francisco Lindor is probably going to still be a shortstop there. So, uh, so as far as Seager's power numbers, um, I'm going to bet a little high on his, num- on his power numbers this year because I really think last year – it was his best season, and if he stays healthy, uh, I'm, I'm gonna think I'm I'm betting that he gets a little bit. I mean, he he might end up hitting more home runs this year because last year I felt like he kind of was on track to hit 40 home runs, and he kind of just faded a little bit as the season went on. I think this year, I think he having a full you know a full season under his belt last year. He hadn't played 100 games uh, in two years. Um, going into last year. So I think right. maybe he faded a little bit down the stretch just because of fatigue. I think having kind of that conditioning under his belt from a, for another year, I could just I, – I think he's going to have a great year next year. I, I'm really betting high on him and Simeon. Uh, and I think the Rangers are going to do a lot better uh, next year than people really think. I think most people think they're going to finish somewhere in the middle next year between where they where they were last year and where they want to be. I think they're going to finish closer to where they want to be uh, next year than people think. I, I really well, do because I think a lot of these guys are coming into their own. It's and I'm sorry to keep going, but and having Seager and Simeon both have season down seasons, uh, you just can't bet on both of those guys having another down year next year. Yeah, and then again, you know, you can't bet on Nate Lowe having a, uh, the year that he had this year either. Mm-hmm. But and, right. and but we've kind of found out that Adolis Garcia, that's what he is. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, so now it's just finding about 
finding out about guys like Leody Tavares and Bubba Thompson mm-hmm. and Josh Smith and deciding if whether these guys are the next step in the in the in in the franchise or if we need to go other places. And I still think they probably are going to add an outfielder, but you know they're getting the, the pickings are getting slim. Right. Well, I think they have an idea in mind of what they're looking for, and I, I think we're probably after looking at that farm system, they're really looking for a one year. Uh, a one-year option. Yeah. I don't think they're looking for anything long-term because they've got guys. They they cannot. Uh, yeah, I, clog I think, up the clog up the development of some of these studs. I think you're right, players. and I think they really like the prospects of Evan Carter, Aaron Zavala, uh, Yazon Morabella, Mora Morabell, and uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Gutierrez. Just kind of being there in the next couple of years. I just really think they think that, and I think that mm-hmm. uh, you know. I think of those four guys, there's probably a Juan Gonzalez or, or something like that in one of those right. four guys, you know. So You're right. I think they're, I mean, they're they're waiting for that and kind of seeing. And I think, uh, you know, Seager, Simeon having full seasons where they're, you know, 100% into this, into it. I mean, going from the Dodgers to the Rangers and, and struggling still and not having pitching, you know, that hurts. I mean, and I think that Corey Seager knew that was going to be the case last year, I mean, he knew that there were going to be moments in that year where they weren't competing, but at the same time, you know, I mean, I don't think that it's going to affect this year. And, you know, I mean, he's here for nine more years, so it's not like it's going to – it can't affect this year and, you know, adding a, a big-time, you know, starting pitcher and, and, and solidifying a little bit more of a rotation. I think that really makes him feel a lot more comfortable, you know, with the team going forward. No, I agree, and I know it's not a Rangers prediction episode, um, but like I, I think, I, I just think for me, I think they have to get off to a great start next year. I just think that is, if they they have to be focused on that, like a hundred and ten percent, that they've got to get off to a good start next year, because I think if they do that, you're going to have Simeon and Seager extremely engaged. And it's gonna it's gonna up the ante for some of these young guys in the in the uh, in the lineup to step their game up because they're gonna be playing meaningful games. Everyone's playing meaningful games at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, and I that's think when just, you really yeah, they got to get that you know? production in the beginning. And if they can get that production, they can they can move right along. You know, I mean, they're yep. they're a good enough team now that I mean, I think there's enough pitching now. Yep. So let's move on to you. You talked about Josh Smith. Let's talk um, about Josh Smith a little bit because, I mean, yeah. you know, Fangraphs has Josh Smith as the starting left fielder next season. Interesting. Oh, excuse me. Interesting. And I think I think that, probably, like we said, that, you know, they're looking for a one- or two-year contract. And, I mean, they can give out a contract with an opt-out, you know, I mean, because mm-hmm. like I feel like a Conforto-type player is he needs a one-year with an opt-out. Come to Texas, play in this lineup, hit a bunch – and then opt out at the end of the season and go get paid. Right. You know, so I, right. I think that uh, that may end up being like the case with with uh, with Conforto, but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen in Texas either. So, right. you know, I mean, you got to look at the prospects of the possibility that uh, Josh Smith or Bubba Thompson could be playing left field next season. And, and I feel like there's a little bit of sleeping going on when it comes to Josh Smith just because he was a little bit – a little underwhelming last year uh, when he came up to the big leagues. He had a great start. 
when he got here. But I'll tell you what, man, like the guy can play defense. He can play he's, defense, and he has really, really quality at bats. He's yes, going to see pitches. He's going to – I think he's going to be an on-base percentage guy. I mean, like they've yep. got him projected out at uh, 392 plate appearances this year and basically mm-hmm. about half the games. And, uh, I mean, they've got him at a 329 on-base percentage with a 240 batting average. If that happens and he slugs somewhere around 350 and you're getting almost 700 from uh, 700 ops from Josh Smith playing really good defense and adding a tad bit of pop and, and playing at a, 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 a plus one on his war. I mean, you're thinking that this guy, I mean, he's a good he's a good utility guy because he could play shortstop, he could play second, he could play third. He can play center and he can play left. Those are all prime positions that you need a good defender on your bench with. And between him and, and Zeke Duran, they're starting to find some guys that, you know, fit that mold for them that are that are going to be plus players coming off the bench and I mean that are going to add something to the team. So I like Josh Smith. Um I, he's not exactly, you know, my favorite um process, you, you know, like I mean he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything really special about him except for having those good plate appearances and being able to play a bunch of positions really well. And, and, you know, that's something that's uh, really big in baseball these days. So, I mean, he's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, he, he finds a way on the field because he does a lot. He's a, he's, and, and they, you know, they project him out to be a pretty solid baseball player this year for the Rangers. If he's there, and um, I think there's no reason to believe that he can't be 240, 329, 365. So I don't think there's any reason to see him not be that guy. And I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's going to steadily improve in the big leagues as he goes. I, I think when you look at his numbers in the minor leagues, I mean, he was, he hit, I mean, he hit really well in the minor leagues and he did have a little bit of pop, like, you know, he had, you know, 13 home runs in 2021. Uh, yeah, that was at some lower lower ball league. But at AAA last year, he was at 290 with a 466 slugging. And he was hitting triples and doubles and homers and stealing bases, not striking out, walking and getting on base. So he does have, to me, a pretty high ceiling. I think – I just think you were watching a guy last year that was really – in many places, I think he was put in position – that a rookie really shouldn't have to have that kind of pressure, putting him in leadoff and just, just kind of stuff that, again, we kind of go back to coaching. Yeah, I don't I think like he should have like, ever hit above no, nine. No, no, he should have been kind of tucked away at the bottom of the lineup, and whatever you got from him is a bonus. Um, and I, I think he's a lot – he's going to do better than than the – what on baseball uh, almanac or, sorry, uh, baseball reference um, – you know, 327 plate appearances, 284 at bats. I can see him getting a little more at bats than that, but I think it's going to be around that. Uh, six homers, which, you know, I, I don't know where they got that from because he only hit two home runs all year last year. Um, I think, but, again, like you said, though, he's shown pop in the past and getting another yeah. 60 plate appearances, 100 plate appearances will help too. Well, I, I think, though, if he's going to hit six homers, he's not going to bat, no, 225. That means he's starting to see pitches better and he's starting to make better contact. But they've got him at a 225 uh, batting average, 312 on base, 331 slug at a finishing out of 643 ops. I, I think he's going to do better than all of those. 
Uh, the other interesting statistics is that he was below the major league average in strikeout ratio, and he was way above the major league average in walk uh, in walk percentage. At ten eleven point one percent is a really good walk percentage, yeah. especially for a guy that doesn't have a ton of pop. I mean, he did have his on base percentage was a hundred and ten points higher than his batting average last year. So that's a really good sign because I mean, if he hits two fifty and then his batting average, you know, his on base percentage is a hundred and ten points higher, then you're talking about a three seven sixty on base percentage, and you're talking about a guy that uh, is on base enough that you can start thinking about not worrying about the power if it doesn't come around in these next couple, you know, in the first couple of years playing in the big leagues. But check this out, too. On his batted balls, it looks like his ground ball percentage was at 33%, which was actually 10% higher or lower than the average, than the league average, which means he's not hitting a bunch of dinkers. He was hitting line drives. Um, his fly ball ratio is right on par with the rest of the league. So he was hitting line drives. It looks like some some of those were just at people. Um, and yeah, so I think so. I, I, I think, it, I it, think he probably he probably was kind of a victim of a little bit of the shift as well. And I would be willing to bet that some of those line drives are going to fall for hits this year, and his average is going to be a lot higher than we think it is. I would not be shocked at all. Yep. I would not I, be shocked at all. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, like, we're going to have some fun with this next guy. I just uh, pulled it up. Oh, oh um, Jesus. So, so I, I think Josh Smith, I think he's going to be a little bit higher than what they project him, and it just really depends on how many at-bats he gets. Okay. I agree. I agree. I agree. So Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Yeah, these next few guys. It's, DH, it's huh? Else. Yeah, we can move real quick through this and end it. Yeah, yeah, no, the uh, uh, – <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm not going to lie. They they like him at Fangraphs. They're thinking yeah. that he's going to, you know, have a, almost 100 more plate appearances this year, hit five more home runs, bat 10 mm-hmm. points higher, have a 300-plus on-base percentage and slug somewhere around four. I mean, they like mm-hmm. him at almost a, a 700 uh, ops. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mitch Garver is who we're talking about here. No, uh, I'm talking about Brad Miller. Oh, oh! I'm telling you, they like like oh. Fangraphs is they they like what uh, what the possibilities of Brad Miller come being you know a lot more than we do. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, they got the same thing in Baseball Reference. They've got him at batting two twenty six, which is higher. Uh, three hundred five on base, which is higher than last year. Slugging three, slugging three eighty six. Uh, finishing that with almost a seven ops with 13 yeah. homers, 44 runs batted in. Um, They're uh, really similar. I, They're really similar yeah, well, on both well, pages. Well, that's why I thought – well, and I thought that's funny because that's exactly where they have – almost identically where they have Mitch Garver too. So they see well, these see two guys as exactly the same guy. Let me pull uh, Mitch, old I mean, Mitch Garver identical. up almost on identical. the fan graphs. Uh, they actually, um, they like Mitch Garver to get 425 plate appearances, uh, <laughs> have 17 home runs and splits for his, uh, 
his slash lines being 223, 309, 405. So similar, but uh, we'll just see. You know, last year we were, he played 54 games and and that was up from from some other years. So, yeah, well, I'll say this about, okay, Brad Miller, I think, I think both of us agree that uh, I think they're a little high on him uh, in terms of the appearances. I don't think he's going to see that many plate appearances next year unless the Rangers are just – I don't get why they would do that. The other one with Mitch Garver, look, if Mitch Garver is going to hit better than those sports, like if he's healthy yeah, and so. playing, yeah. he's going to hit better than – over here at, at Baseball Reference, it's 230, not, 230 313 on base, 411 slug, 724 ops. Look, if he is healthy, that's all Garver has to be. Because if he's healthy, he's hitting more than 230. I'm, I'm well, telling he's you hitting right more now. than 19 home runs, too, or 16 right. home and runs, gonna, or whatever. And he ain't slugging no four, like 411. He's going to slug 450 or above if he's healthy. That's yeah, just, I think so. That's, that's just that's just the way it is. But I but, just, I mean. They haven't projected out to play one less than the absolute most games he's ever played in his big league career. So that's uh-huh. like, I mean, you're you're expecting that, and I mean, he's he's only done it one time in his his one, right. two, three, four, five, six years now in the big leagues. Well, and they've got him over here at Baseball Reference getting 332 plate appearances, and he's gotten 332 plate appearances twice in his career. In one of those, it was 335. Well, so, and they have him, like I said, they have him at 425 of plate appearances. And, you know, I mean, if you're looking at his records, there is absolutely no way he's ever played that. Yeah. He's never – that's yeah. almost 100 more at-bats than his his yeah. – mo- or plate appearances than his most plate appearances. And it's 70 at-bats more than his most at-bats. So, you know, I mean – not to say that he can't do that, but if he's going to play 102 games, I would expect his numbers to look a lot more like 2019 than. Yeah. Than, yeah well, here's, uh, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to say a leopard doesn't change its spots. I'm going to average his years from 2018 to 2022, and that's what I'm going to call as his splits. I'm going to say he's going to get bat 250 with a 336 on base. He's gonna hit. He's gonna slug 484, and he's gonna get 820 ops. You have a great, great splits, but he's only gonna get 68, 68 games. He's only gonna get up to bat 245 times. And he's still only gonna hit about 13 homers and 35 runs batted in. Um, to me, that's who he is, and that's that's it. And if you're and looking for a platoon DH, that ain't so bad. Yeah, and I wouldn't put him behind the plate to save my life because he's gonna break a pinky. Or sprain a toe, or pull a I hand, know, I know. or break talk, his, uh, do something to it, his it, back. So just yeah, I, if you want to, want to hear more about what we think of Mitch Garver as a catcher, <laughs> go back to when we broke down the catcher position. It doesn't exactly. get any nicer than what he just said, but it, I think yes. if he's on the team, he's probably going to do some catching. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, they don't have any options on Sam Huff, so the moment they option him to to round rock from Texas this offseason or this uh, um, after spring training, he's done with, you know, you can option him back and forth this year, but that's the end of his option. So you have to make a decision on him after that. 
yeah. So the only so, other guys really on the roster that are DHs, um, that government, I just Matthias, I the screen. Mark yeah, Matthias. We got Matthias. Mark Matthias. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Mark Matthias is probably going to be on the opening day roster, but I just, I mean, he doesn't do a ton for me. I'd like to, I, I'd like to see more, I guess, than what, what we saw last year. Um, but well, I, I'd if, just like to see him play some more. I don't, I if mean, anything, if anything, sorry to ju- jump in, but he had a really good season in triple a, the only season he ever really had a great season at any high level minor league. Um, he's just been an all right hitter in the minors. So he really played up for his, for like what he's, he was mm-hmm. projected to be. And I just think the more times he gets out there and gets at bats, and if he doesn't get off to a, another hot start this year, like he did last year, you're not going to see him. He's going to fall away. And he's probably maybe a guy that, uh, that, can play that left field if he's playing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's got an option left, so it's not like he's it's the end of the world if he doesn't make the big league club. Yeah. He's kind of yeah. in that same spot as Sam Huff, except we didn't raise him up from a pup. Yeah. Right. Right. But well, he did play. I mean, he played 14 games at DH, six at second base, three at first base, two in third base, two in left field, two in right field. So he could play positions. I don't know how well he plays any of them. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I just, you know, I need to see more. I mean, I need to see yeah. more of him before I just start saying that I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, because they have him basically getting 90 plate appearances on fan graphs, and I imagine that uh, baseball reference isn't too different. <laughs> no, baseball reference is kind of funny. They have him getting 246 oh. plate appearances with uh, 250, 313, 428 with a 741 opt. I mean, if, if really... Matthias does that, like, I mean, he's better. Hey, man, than... hey, he's better I'm for than... it. I'm for it if he does that. <laughs> Shit, we're on the same team there. If, that, if that's what he puts together, he can take that DH role and Mitch Garver can catch. <laughs> yeah, he can so, take that left field role if he gets that if he hits like God. that. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Well, I think we kind of covered everything today, man. Um, you got anything you want to want to say to Pete? Tomorrow we're going to talk about the outfielders. I don't know if we're going to do it in any specific order, but we've probably got Bubba Thompson, Leody Tavares, um, Adolis Garcia to talk about for sure, and then maybe we'll see where they're at, you know, on some other things. Um, maybe talk about Eli White, um, but everybody else we've kind of talked about that's on the 25 man roster. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, big shout out and thank you to Baseball Reference and Fangraphs for being such amazing uh websites that just give us all of the data that we need to to do the show that we're doing. And uh, really grateful for them. I, I would say I spend as much time. Uh, in those in those websites as I spend anywhere else uh, on the web. So just a shout out and, to them. And I'm of not, course, I'm... we're not going to agree with them on all the Ranger things because we're closely invested into this team and we love the team. So yeah, we're never going to agree with them on everything. <laughs> yeah, but but very big thanks to them. Uh, again, I, I probably, uh, Baseball Reference has uh, put me to sleep probably at night more than anything else, just digging through all the stats that are on the website. So just a big shout out to them. Uh, for all that they do. 
Uh, and just thanks to everybody that's listening. Uh, this will wrap up the show for today. We will catch you guys tomorrow. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys signing out.